Hello, and welcome to our not-so-exclusive Valentine's Day episode. Today, we're going to be discussing Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins. This is one of our all-time favorite feel-good books where it makes you go like, holy crap, I wish that was my life, because let's be real, whose senior year experience was as magical as Anna's? I know mine wasn't. Mine was definitely not. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the plot synopsis, and I just want to warn you guys that I kind of wrote this one like... Avika definitely edited it because it was worse before. I don't think, I think I my edits made it worse, but. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. Anna Oliphant, just a regular gal, okay, that was Avika, <laughs> about to start her senior year, is forced to move away from her hometown, Atlanta, leaving behind her mom, her little brother, her best friend, Bridget, and the movie theater cutie, Toph, to move to Paris. Worst of all, she doesn't speak French, and she's being forced to move at the behest that okay of her famous slash pompous ass of a father. That means she will spend her senior year in the City of Lights, or more commonly known as the City of Love. I think you all know where this is going. She moves to the School of America in Paris, aka Soap. I don't like. I don't like that name. What else are they gonna call it? But School of America in Paris, I, she just did that to call it soap. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Anyways, <laughs> and she befriends Meredith, Rashmi, Josh, and last but certain, certainly not least, Sinclair, Etienne Sinclair. Sinclair is an American with a British accent who speaks fluent French. Do I need to say more? Unfortunately, yes, I do. He also has a girlfriend, Ellie, and they've been together forever. The book follows Anna getting through her senior year in Paris while things are changing at home and in her heart. Oh, so cute. I literally hate it here. (laughs) I'm going to give a round of applause for your plot synopsis. I thought it was great. Thanks. (laughs) I Um, wrote it at like 1 a.m. Oh my goodness. Well, quick disclaimer. I personally don't like Valentine's Day because I think it's like been commercialized and is spread by, like, the Hallmark Channel to sell more cards. So that's my comment on it. I agree. I'm not huge on Valentine's Day. Um, It just – it doesn't appeal to me. What does appeal to me is the half-off chocolate the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's when Valentine's Day should be celebrated. Not the day before, but the day after. Yeah, because then you can splurge on chocolate. Right. So now we've got our opinions out of the way. Let's start with um, Etienne and Ellie. So the first time I read this book, I don't even know. I think maybe I was 14. But the more I reread it, the worse I feel for Ellie. I don't think that St. Clair and Ellie, like, being cautious or the fact that they've been, like, dating forever is a good enough reason to emotionally and physically cheat on her. Yeah, um, I don't know. I also feel like Ellie was abandoning Etienne a lot. Like, I know that she was in university and everything, um, but it didn't feel like she was making this huge effort that he wasn't. So in my mind, like, she was doing same and similar things to as Etienne was doing, but that's also just me being defensive of Etienne for no reason. <laughs> Which is my toxic trait. I have a lot of toxic traits. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, but, but Etienne said, like, okay, then this is a quote from the book. 
no matter how bad of a boyfriend I am, I wouldn't actually cheat on her, which is just untrue because not only did he physically cheat on Allie, but he emotionally cheated on her, which arguably is worse. He bought Anna sexy love poetry and start a passage that basically said, I love you while he was still dating Ellie. I don't understand. Like, please just break up with her. But did he physically cheat on Ellie? Yeah, he kissed Anna. Oh, really? Oh, right, right, right. At the end. Whatever. (laughs) He still did it. And he also danced with Anna at the club. Oh, my God. That was, that was something else. Just imagine finding out your boyfriend was dancing with another girl at a club close enough that you couldn't stick a piece of paper between them. That's true. Okay, like, I completely agree with you. I do think Aten was cheating on Ellie, like, whether or not you count that last kiss or whatever. He was literally sleeping with Anna. Like, not, like, sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, they were sleeping next to each other in what I assume was a small bed. I don't think Soap was giving them, like, queen-size beds where they could have just been, like... No, and Anna always describes her room as tiny, on, like, tiny shower, tiny bed. it's in Paris. Like, they don't have space for every single student there to have a massive room. Um, I do, however, like, if you think about the demographic of this book, like, you were 14 when you first read it. When you're 13, 14, um, physical cheating is, like, what cheating is. Emotional cheating is, like, not really thought of because, well, you're dumb. True. True. It's just, you know, it's just a lack of experience. It's nothing on your part. But, you know, you have a good point. And that's why one of the reasons why I vehemently hated Ellie when I first read this book. Because all I saw was her being a shitty girlfriend. I didn't really make the connection that Etienne was an equally shitty, if not more shitty, boyfriend. Actually, you know what? He was more shitty. He was absolutely. Like, I, I understand okay? She wasn't there for him. But it's hard to be there for someone who you can tell likes another girl. Which is just so dumb to me that they're literally, like, what, 17, 18? Just break up. Yeah. You're not, you're not 35 in a relationship that you've been in for 15 years and you don't want to break up with the other person. Like, what is this? You're a child. But at the same time, like, he's literally in high school. She's in first year university. Like, it feels like the end of the world, you know? (laughs) Remember being in high school where everything just feels so, like, much bigger than it actually is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everything. The drama. Anyways. Okay, so Ellie, okay, maybe she wasn't as bad to Etienne as he was to her, but she was so bad to rush me. Like, they were best friends, and then she completely ditched her when she went to university. Like, I get that she went away for university, but she also didn't really go away. She was in the same town. I guess Paris isn't really, like, a town, but, like, even, like, she didn't she didn't ever call her or anything. Obviously, like, even if her, Ellie, and Rushmi were still, like, close... Rashmi would still be sad that her best friend isn't there, but it hurts so much more that Ellie made zero effort. And I feel like that was kind of the relationship she had with Etienne too. Like she wasn't making an effort, except they were just like, they were just physical. But that's besides the point. I mean, that's also kind of speculation because we don't know what they were up to. But, you know, I agree that it's a really shitty thing to do to your friend. But like when I went away to university, I lost touch with a lot of people. And like, I know that it's shitty and I know that like I literally just stopped responding but it's 
kind of like you change a lot. And, you know, unfortunately, it's just kind of the nature of a beast. It's shitty, but it's common. So I can't really fault Ellie for doing that. I agree. But, like, the one thing that, bo- like, the thing about it that really bothers me is that, like, usually at the beginning of university or maybe not for everyone, like, you at least try to keep in touch with your high school friends or, like, you keep in touch sporadically. And this was also her best friend. Like, it's not just, oh, another random friend that she had at school. It was her best friend. They're in the same town. And they just slowly drift apart. Yeah, and Ken was always hanging out with Rushmi. Like, it wouldn't have taken a miracle to get Ellie to, like, accompany him sometimes. Exactly. Okay, yeah. You have a point. You do have a point. (laughs) My next point um, is I don't know why Rushmi and Josh were dating. Honestly, (laughs) probably because it was convenient. And, like, lots of people just date in high school willy-nilly just for the heck of it, you know? I know I did. So (laughs) I understand why they're together. But I also really liked how at the end it was kind of like they amicably – amicably decided that like okay we had our fun let's just stay friends mm-hmm. yeah. it, it sets up nicely for the next book which are not like the next two books in the series they're not necessarily um like required to read the book before but yeah. it does like there are like mini easter eggs so. i definitely like you don't have to but i t- like 100 percent. please recommend reading them in order like anna lola and then isla yeah and even if you know, Lola and Isla are not about Anna and Etienne per se, still read them. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what we're going to say on it. So last thing about Rashmi is that I hate how Anna was like, oh my god, ew, her nickname is Rash. That's like so unfortunate. Because <laughs> her name is not Rashmi. Yeah. It's Rashmi. And the fact that people are calling her Rashmi just pisses me off. Um, because it's not that hard of a name to pronounce. I mean, like, I'm definitely coming from a place where my name's mispronounced. Not, okay, maybe not that bad. Where you it, ran. Okay, yeah, maybe that bad. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's not hard to get right. And I've seen girls in high school make fun of, like, another Indian girl's name. And it just angered me so much because, like, Anna's, like, her friend. And she's like, oh, wow, what a tragic name. It's like, yeah, maybe because you're not pronouncing it, right? Literally. And she didn't even care to to inquire as to what the proper pronunciation is and like honestly I didn't even think of that I've just been so conditioned to accommodate to people who can't pronounce my name like Avika who the frick is gonna pronounce that honestly I've stopped expecting people to pronounce it properly so I didn't I didn't notice anything amiss with that but I'm glad you brought it up and also like this is weird I don't know why this makes me angry but it made me angry that Anna had a Canadian flag attached to her backpack what if I had an American flag attached to my backpack being a brown Canadian woman? Americans would vote. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Anna. <laughs> it, it's a really common thing, though, when you go to Europe to do, like, if you're from America. Seriously? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a, like, if you look up, like, oh, hacks when you're, like, traveling to Europe, it's, like, put a Canadian flag on because people will be nicer to you. Wow, I did not know that. I mean... Yeah. I guess it's fair because every single time I speak in India, people think I'm from America and they're like a little bit more hostile than if I'm like, no, 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 I'm from Canada. (laughs) Oh my God. No, like whenever, like when I went to um, Paris, like I was staying with family friends and they kept talking to me about America and I'm like, yeah, like it's not like exactly the same. 
but okay okay yeah and like some people like see the difference between that like I don't know the people I was hanging out with I was 13 and they were like 12 and 8 so <laughs> it's a little different experience than Anna but whatever yeah and I mean like she was really concerned with looking like a like a offensive American tourist honestly like I don't get it like I feel like people don't care as much as Anna thought they did. I mean, yeah. But like, Anna you're going to wear white shoes and people are going to get mad at you. Yeah. But Anna is kind of, she's kind of iffy. I know that this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think she's kind of a pick-me girl. Kind of. Like, if you think about it, because, like, there's so many instances in the book where it's just like, okay, yeah. don't you know you're beautiful? And she's like, what? And then she trips and she's like, oh my god, I'm so clumsy. Haha. <laughs> or it's like, you know? There's one instance where she was totally a pick-me girl, and I just forgot. But there's, you know, she has that energy. No, she's like, yeah, I want to be a movie critic. No one else critiques movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember in that one scene where she was literally, she was asking Etienne, like, oh, how's your mom's, like, cancer treatments going? Like, is her skin getting burns? Are you putting on moisturizer? And he's like, wow, there's no other girl out there who, like, cares enough to research about cancer. And I'm like, Etienne, what kind of girls are you hanging out with? Because No, but see, that's the problem with Ellie. That's true. Like, that's the problem with Ellie. But, like, it probably wouldn't be a problem with, like, Meredith or Rushmi. Like, I'm sure that they would be, you know. Like, Anna's not the only girl who could Google. (laughs) Literally. I feel like he just didn't talk to anyone else except for Anna. Well, Anna and Ellie, but whatever. Okay. Anyways, getting off topic, let's move on to Anna's life in Atlanta. So I do appreciate that Anna forgave Bridge after she realized that, like, she can't really be a hypocrite. Yeah, Bridge stole Anna's man, but Anna stole Ellie's man. So same, same. (laughs) I do hate Bridget. Uh, Like, anyways, I literally hate her. Like, you can't even tell your best friend you're dating the guy that she likes like yeah she would be sad and angry for a bit but she would come around but no Bridget decided that she wanted Anna to find out at a concert after not being home for four months that's just so much worse like I don't see how like I wouldn't invite her to my concert then (laughs) um I hate Bridget so much I get that her and Toph started to like each other once they started to like hang out and stuff um but she did Anna so dirty. Like, as soon as she started hanging out with Toph, like, anything started, she should have told Anna. Because Anna was literally like, yeah, me and Toph are a thing for four months. She was just like, yeah. Like, they let her look like a whole fool. Like, I get that Bridge was scared to tell Anna, but come on. Like, she has to have known. Anna would have found out eventually. Like, what are you playing at? You might as well tell her when it's happening. Because... I guarantee you, finding out the way Anna did contributed 100% to, fi- to cutting Bridge off. Not the fact that she was seeing Toph in the first place, but the fact that she hid it from Anna. Yeah, because even when she was at the concert, like, Anna wasn't that impressed with Toph. She's like, wow, Bridget's amazing. She's playing the drums so well. Everyone's so amazing. The only weak spot here is Toph. His guitar playing is not that good. Like, she literally said that. Like, she started being, like, more like, indifferent to him, like, oh, he's not, like, the super all-star guy that at the beginning of the book she thought he was, so had he, like, had Anna, 
or sorry, Bridget told Anna that me and um, Toph are seeing each other. I don't think Anna would have freaked out so much. Exactly. Completely agreed. Oh, Bridget was low-key a bitch. She was like, your life is so good. I have to to have a stupid babysitting job and also Toph never liked you anyways. Yeah, that was really, like, that was really bad. Like, if I were Anna, I don't care. Honestly, you know what? I don't care if she's a little bit of a hypocrite. I would have never, ever forgave Bridget. And that's- me neither. But I don't know why If I were Matt, though, I wouldn't have forgiven Anna because I really, really liked Matt. I thought he was a really good friend. And I think Anna treated him really poorly. Um, yeah, I feel really bad for him. It's the most heartbreaking part is to see how much he liked her and comparing that to how Anna talked about their relationship at the beginning of the book because it sounded super, like, double-sided or, like, mutual that the relationship was just, like, whatever. Like, they were both there, so they dated. But then you see that it meant so much more to him. Yeah. Yeah, but he... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he's still a 10 out of 10 guy. Like, he drove her to and from the concert. Like, he talked to her. He made her feel better. Yeah, and he was literally there with his girlfriend. Yeah! Um, Which is... Okay. My problem is, why didn't Anna just take her mom's van? To the concert. Like, I don't get that. I understand why she didn't, because I can't park vans, so maybe she's in a similar boat. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, But yeah, overall, all this high school drama is exhausting. Like, how many love triangles slash love squares are you going to make in one book? Anna and Bridge like Tope. Anna and Mare like St. Clair. St. Clair likes Ellie and Anna. I don't know if I'm just convoluted, but all of their problems seem very simple to fix. Like, just communicate. It frustrates me to another level. This is, like, it's it's a really good representation of, like, high school, though. Because they're obviously not going to communicate. Like, I I feel like if they were written as, like, university or older characters, it wouldn't make sense. And it would be a lot more annoying that this is how they acted but because of their age, they kind of get away with it. Like, it doesn't make the book that much, like, it doesn't make it bad. That's true. It doesn't, but I don't know about you, but how many love triangles did you ever see or were involved in in high school? Like, I, zero. Oh, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't involved in love octagons in high school? No, I've That's- only been involved in love pentagons. <laughs> no octagons here. But yeah, um, speaking about love hexagons, uh, we're going to discuss the love triangle. I did not appreciate St. Clair leading on Mare. And also, Anna's apology to Mare was horrible, and if I were her, I would never accept it. Okay, so I don't remember the apology fully, but I do remember thinking that her apology was, like, decent. I don't really know what Anna could have really done. Like, both her and Meredith liked Etienne, and Etienne was flirting with Anna, Although he's dating Ellie, which is just a whole other thing. I feel like Meredith was just, like, really, like, she had a really big crush on ATN, so she didn't want to, like, put it together that, like, it wasn't going to happen. Although, like, I'm going to contradict myself again. Um, We find out that Meredith and ATN used to hang out a lot in the past, like, the year before Anna came to the school. But then again again, contradicting myself, um, (laughs) Meredith was good friends with Ellie, so, like, Ellie was there, and they were dating in their presence while Meredith and Etienne were hanging out all the time, which kind of didn't make sense for me, 
anyways, I do think Meredith deserved better. <laughs> yes, that was a whole loop. And honestly, okay, first of all, I would like to apologize. My dog is in here, so any weird noises you're hearing on my end is her. But uh, still, like, Mare made Anna's time at Soap what it is. I don't know if this is rude of me to think, but personally, I don't think Anna was a good enough friend to any of them for them to really forgive her based on that stupid apology. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, okay. I don't think that... Okay, her and Meredith were kind of like... Etienne kind of just got in the way of her being friends with both Rashmi and Meredith because with Meredith, she wasn't going to be close friends with her because they both liked Etienne. And like, Anna knew that. She was like, oh, I can't tell Meredith about this. And then Rashmi, like... I don't know. She kind of had her own problems going on. So it was just hard. Yeah, to very true. Very true. And um, I mean, this is very unrelated, but I just want to talk about the Dave situation. I thought it was so weird. I don't understand why it was included. And like, if my friend did that, like the whole Dave situation, and I, I would just be confused. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you, Anna? Randomly dating him? Yeah. And I don't know, trying to make St. Clair jealous. Like, she thinks she was slick, but she was really obvious the whole time. I think that, like, that was, like, a catalyst, though, like, to push Etienne and Anna together, because if it wasn't there, you wouldn't be able to see Etienne's jealousy. Like, okay, obviously, we know as readers that Etienne very clearly likes her, but Anna's just a little bit slow. Okay, this is another thing. I hate his jealousy. What right does he have to be jealous that Anna is seeing someone when he is literally seeing someone? No, that makes sense. And I'm pretty sure Anna, like, says that to him, too. But, like, it's an indicator to her. That's true. That he likes her. It really is. I mean, it was, it was weird, but yeah. I mean. I think it was kind of like Etienne can have his relationship with Ellie and they're dating, yet we're really close friends, so I can do the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just, it frustrates me because all St. Clair had to do was break up with Ellie. It was so obvious that Anna liked him back. All he had to, I get it. It's a lot. You're freaking 17 years old and you're breaking up with your cool university girlfriend. But please, 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 please. I would rather be alone forever than cheat on (laughs) someone. I hate cheaters. I'm going to end there. I'd rather be alone forever. (laughs) I mean, I'm waiting for Edward Cullen to come find me and come watch me so that we can be together forever. Let's not talk about Edward Cullen right now. (laughs) Because that's just going to be a whole other thing. Um, And I actually have an issue with that. But anyways, um, Etienne is just really dumb. I think that, I don't know. I feel like Etienne and Ellie's relationship was kind of both mature and immature in the sense that they didn't communicate, but also like staying together because it was like comfortable is not something that teenagers should be doing. Like, I I don't know. Like, it feels like a very like adult thing to do. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that like in your, your high school years and like uni, there are so many flavors of ice cream out there. Just go grab a spoon. Why stick to one flavor? Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then at the end, Anna and 
ATN are just gonna be together forever. So. True. I mean, but ATN is really like I, I I know I talk a bunch of smack about him, but he is a really romantic man. He literally followed Anna to a rooftop, despite the fact that he is deathly afraid. And the speech, oh man, the speech got me weak at the knees. I I agree. He's just so cute. And it annoys me so much that Anna didn't look at that stupid poetry book earlier. It was for school. I wouldn't have looked at it either. He bought it, though. I literally would not have looked at it. Like, if someone bought me, like, a book for a curriculum, like, Brave New World, and said, here, <laughs> this is for you, I'd be like, thanks, and I wouldn't touch it until I needed to read it. That's fair, kind of. It's kind of fair. It's very fair. But yeah, I would have looked at it, though. I wouldn't have. But I'm confused. Be- I'm confused about the rooftop thing, because he literally said, I love you to her. Forgive me, but, like, Typically, don't you date the person for a couple of months before you say I love you? You don't say I love you and then date them. Okay, but they've basically been dating the whole time, which is like a different issue. And I actually know of a couple in high school that did that. Like they talked for like a year and then they, the day they started dating, they were like, I love you. But they're also like broken up now. So see that that method doesn't have a good track record, guys. Don't do it. Uh, it's like okay. friends to lovers friends to lovers that's a cute trope but anyways um it is shut up okay it is a cute trope but like enemies to lovers that is elite that's an elite trope okay <laughs> but but you know friends to lovers is cute anyways moving on um to the ratings i would give this book an a like it fills the void in my soul temporarily and you know it acts like a feel-good happy ending and it's quick it's a quick read to numb the pain of life i love the love story but i wasn't living for the petty useless and totally avoidable drama that comes with high school romances but like saint Clair made up for it so so i would give this an a as well it was everything like i wanted from it okay yes they did some of the characters dirty like meredith and ellie but atn being just amazing and a very much like not perfect but perfect guy And honestly, for me, the useless drama and slightly frustrating characters, plus all the cute moments, just made it what it was supposed to be. Like, it wouldn't be a high school book if you didn't have that frustration with the characters. And I also just want to say, side note, if you look up fan art for this book, it it doesn't suck. All the fan art is beautifully drawn, but a lot of people seem to forget that Etienne is shorter than... Uh, Anna. That's like a big plot point too. Yeah, it's like it's a big thing because he's like, wow, I'm so short. And she's like, well, they're kind of the same height, but he's slightly shorter. I think it's adorable. Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Thank you so much, lovebirds. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why I put that in there. I was trying to make it more Valentine-y. I love but it. I- Keep it. Say it again. Thank you so much, lovebirds, for joining us on this holiday episode. Make sure to follow at Yappin' With Us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and we will meet you in another book world.